Hello everyone and welcome to yet another Thrive Podcast. I'm Mason. I'm Princess. I'm Emma. I'm Jamal. And today we're going to be uh, doing our first edition for our podcast project for the Royal Opera House Bridge. And uh, today's session is going to be talking about the role of arts in schools. So we have three guests with us today. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello, I'm Lauren. I work at the Woodville Theatre in Gravesend and I'm also an actor. Hi, I'm Peter. I teach art, uh, also some music and drama and RE and philosophy and politics. So I'm quite eclectic, but mainly art at Gravesend Boys Grammar School. Hello, I'm Sean Farrelly. I'm the music teacher at St John's Comprehensive in Gravesend. Wonderful. Let's just get straight into it. Um, Lauren, do you want to start by sort of giving us a bit of a background into your experience with the arts? Do you feel as if if you had those opportunities at a younger stage in in life at school in particular, uh, the opportunity to flourish in the arts, do you think that would have made you more successful um, at an earlier stage? Would it have Mm. given you an advantage at all? I don't know about successful. It certainly would have given me more confidence um, because I think um, there is a tendency to think that there are a talented few and I think that that is rubbish (laughs) I think that's um, also very dangerous and um, mental health wise um, and well just health in general I think every human being can and wants to express themselves in their own unique way and Peter uh, let's move on to you so from your perspective as a teacher Mm. um, in in schools how do you feel the role of arts are and how significant are they to a school environment um, I think they're, they're very important for an individual in their personal development and the person they can become, as we've already heard, you know, to do with confidence, creativity, communication. Uh, they're essential for our economy, as we'll probably get to discussing. The, the arts are a growth sector in our economy. Um, therefore, in our role as schools, preparing young people for the future of our nation and their own careers, um, it's essential that they have a really strong grounding in the arts. Uh, because that is that is the future of a major sector in in employment during their lifetimes Um, but I think also there's been this conflict this struggle Um, the arts have been battered over the last few years by various policies such as the English baccalaureate which pressurized a lot of secondary schools to abandon arts and focus on what were seen as academic subjects and focus time and attention on those instead Um, which has had a, a, a huge impact and also uh, already underway was uh, a pressure on the arts in the primary sector that when the big focus came in on literacy and numeracy a lot of schools completely changed how they educated very young children they stopped making learning experiential and by going on stories and journeys and having themes and they started to isolate studying a book to we're studying this passage and analyzing the grammar in it and it just kind of sucked a lot of the joy out Um, and The impression I get is they've already realized that was an error and and there's been some intentional returns in the primary sector to teaching themes and going on journeys and you finish the book instead of just studying a page, um, bringing back some visual art and so on. But we in secondary school are inheriting children who've often had very little indeed grounding of any kind in music, drama and visual art. Uh, through all their years at primary school. So we're we're already dealing with a a struggle to engage those young people, to build up their skills to a point where they feel confident enough to opt for it for a GCSE subject, for example, and take it forward. 
So we, you know, in education, the arts have been battered in several levels at all stages. And we are now um, either in a survival pattern or trying to fight back. And and we'll see how that goes. But I certainly think as people get rational, just on a purely objective basis about where our economy is going they'll they'll realize that was a terrible error and that we need to get back to promoting the arts in education urgently thank you very well put um and sean uh, what do you believe the role of the arts is in general in schools well i completely agree with peter about what he was said about you know allowing students to find their potential not in one particular area but maybe you know they've they've got strengths in in many different areas and i think if you look at the arts and how that's kind of been you know, that's taken a back seat over the last few years, um, like Peter was mentioning, the EBAC subjects and things like that. And, they're, you know, the growing importance of those subjects um, it is having a bit of a detrimental effect on, on arts in general. Um, and the importance of, of the arts on, on the individual student, not only giving them those skills in that particular subject, but also giving them life skills and develop them in, in other ways. Things such as sort of discipline and resilience. Um, you know, especially in art and music, they get to realise the fact that, you know, they're not going to develop these skills overnight. It's going to take time. Mastering an instrument takes time. Mastering, you know, being an actor or any of the arts takes time. So that gives them those those resilience and that discipline that they can then take on to other subjects as well, which I think is, uh, is extremely important. Um, another thing, such as a sense of achievement that they get, um, you know, if this, uh, you know, if the opportunities that we have now disappeared from schools, that sense of achievement wouldn't be as prevalent in schools. And I think that's that's a very important thing. I know that in this school, the you know, arts have always been considered something, you know, of utmost importance. And I think that's, um, you know, a credit to our different departments and our, and our leadership team, um, the headmaster of which was my music teacher at school. So he inspired me quite a bit. Um, and I think, um, you know, we've, we've got so many opportunities here to build that self-esteem and give students that, you know, sense of achievement that otherwise they wouldn't achieve in, in other subjects. I think working with the, the grand as well has given lots of uh, schools in the local area, you know, other opportunities for, for students to thrive in that area. Um, and things like the big gig. Um, I think it's had an impact on our school as well in terms of, uptake into subjects and things like that we've had a, a you know a um an increase in uptake of students at gcse and a level um and i know over the last few years you know you've only got to look at the news i think it's there's a 15 percent reduction in in schools offering the key stage four uh music so either a btech or a gcse and i think again that's got to do with the fact that you know music at, at key stage three making that compulsory um has also kind of gone downhill as, as well you know it's only kind of 10 years ago you've only got to look at the amount of schools where music was compulsory until key stage three um and it has a you know a, a positive impact on the results they get in other subjects as well if you take that away if you take that those opportunities away then you're gonna see a, a decline in results overall i guess at least to the question how do we overcome the sort of stigma surrounding performing arts and the arts in general being available at schools for different genders and also in schools in general how do we do that i think um it's to do with the media as well i mean i i find that um like you were saying about 
you know the the gender gap with with theatre and and uh, music and the arts in general. Um, I would say we've definitely had an increase in uh, boys joining things like musical theatre groups, uh, being part in concerts and things like that, auditions for the GYG. Um, and I think the media and you know people that are you know getting that message to young people have got a big responsibility to that. Um, you know, and we don't we only have to go back a few years when it was predominantly a female cast that we'd have in the school musical um, and we'd have sort of uh, male characters um, being played by female uh, students. And I think now that sort of um, that gender gap is is kind of closing, which is fantastic to see. Yeah. Uh, Peter, anything you wanted to add? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm teaching at a boys school. <laughs> we have girls in our sixth form. Um, but we that that is absolutely an issue, and there there are various ways to to kind of tackle this head on. Uh, there is certainly cultural expectations of what careers the boys will be having that can come with different racial and religious cultures as well. You know, you have to address that. You're not just dealing with gender stereotypes. You're dealing with uh, a more complex situation of people are expected as future heads of male heads of a family to be a doctor, to be a lawyer, to have something that's obviously going to be lucrative. Um, to support their family. So one of our main struggles, particularly when it comes to uh, young people opting into a, a GCSE or A-level arts course, is convincing their parents that they're not going to die and starve in a garret, that they actually have will be able to feed their grandchildren, which is a completely legitimate concern for parents to have. You know, you want to know your, your kid's not going to bark up the wrong tree and then end up with no career. And that has in the past been an outcome for many people doing arts degrees, although it's not now interesting. If you look at the statistics, there's actually a very high rate of employment for people who do arts education and go on to university, because as we've said, it's a growing sector in our economy, while others are shrinking. As a teacher, what are your views about careers advice? Because my advice wasn't helpful, and it's obviously an important step for a young person. Absolutely. So careers advice is part of the solution that, that careers advisors need to be plugged into not how the economy is now, but where it's going to be in 20 years time. And, you know, they need to be proactive with saying, and here, here are the potential um, careers. Absolutely. So I think the solution to that would be, um, you know, an industry professional coming in to, to specifically mm. talk to students that would like a career in, yeah. in mm. the arts. Yeah. And like Peter was saying earlier mm. about having a role model, mm. yeah, who is thriving, absolutely a, a thriving mm. um, games. Got that passion. It, yeah, exactly. Mm. Got that passion. Exactly. Mm. A lot of people got this attitude. OK, you can do the performing arts, but make sure you've got something to fall back on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that so many times. What have you got to fall back on? You know, that and it's as soon as you get that it? mentality from a young age, yes. you, you know, even me growing up as a musician, I always said, OK, what am I going to fall back on? Yeah. And it's a horrible thing to have in your head, you know. Totally. It's really, you know, knocks your confidence and things like that. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much for Thank being you. our guest today. Thank we you. sincerely appreciate it. Really You've been watching uh, this week's Fry podcast. I'm Mason Rickard. I'm Princess Higway. I'm Jamal Hogdoris. And we can't wait to see you next time. Goodbye.